Welcome in. Live chat for this week's Genesis Invitational. Obviously, on the road at Riviera. Uh, so bear with me as I do this from my laptop. But this next hour or so, it's your time. So go ahead. Drop any comments, questions, concerns that you might have. And we'll go through as many as possible. Like Ryan, who says, Tiger, round one over 73 and a half. Who says no? Uh, not I. Right. So here's here's what's going on here. And let me pull this up so that you can see. Here's Tiger's stat profile. It's obviously not been great. The idea that he is going to try to play Riviera this week to me is more of a litmus test around what the body can take heading into major championship season, not necessarily contention or even caring if he plays all that well. I was out there this morning. Uh, it was bitterly cold and the wind was howling. But even when that is not happening, Riv is hard, man. Riv's a 71, three over in round one where you can just kind of get on the wrong side of it. I thought he was fine. I didn't think he was like super sharp or anything in the couple of holes that I walked with him again. It was it's brutal. It was brutally cold. It's not, it's getting nice out now, but um, no, I, I think we should be tempering expectations on the big cat. Hope you enjoyed Phoenix. Thank you. Have a blessed at Riv. Heard a lot of chatter around Patrick Rogers. Can we talk about him? I feel like he could be top 10 or miss the cut thoughts on Rose. Let's just start with Patrick Rogers and we'll go from there. Anytime you get on like POA, you get this, you get this Patrick Rogers discussion, right? Especially on the West coast. He went to Stanford. He broke all tigers records, all that fun stuff. Um, what you described is probably pretty accurate. He's either got it or he doesn't. So this type of stat profile where you are, uh, probably best on approach, probably best with your putter. Uh, those two things, when they get hot, that's when you get the top 15. That's when you get the top 10. When they don't go well, that's when things go sideways. So it's kind of a high volatile, highly volatile stat profile to have. His history around Riviera is pretty good. Missed the cut last year, but five consecutive years inside the top 30. I would probably say I'm a six out of 10 on Patrick Rogers with five being average. Highest finish between Hatton, Fowler, Scott, and Fitzpatrick. Okay, Hatton's been really good, right? Uh, he's clearly not the best player in that group. The best player in that group is probably, uh, it's almost certainly Fitzpatrick. But uh, Hatton's been, look how good Hatton's been. So he finishes T6 at the Phoenix Open, but look at how he did it. 10 strokes in the ball striking categories. He's been ball striking it well through the European Tour. This is rickrungood.com. This is my website. Yes, it has European Tour strokes gained cover six different tours. So a lot of the events that Hatton has played recently, eight of his last 11 have been European tour events. So if you're only looking at the PGA tour, it's still pretty good, but you're missing out on the eighth place finish at the Italian open, the T seven at the Alfred Dunhill, the uh, let's see the runner up in Dubai, the T seven in Abu Dhabi, like you're missing all of that. So your question is the answer to it is probably Fitzpatrick, but Hatton is kind of a low key, playing really well type of guy is the 10th hole the best par four in golf it's definitely the best drivable par four in golf it might there's a lot of par fours obviously but it, yes it probably it's my favorite so 10 is this little downhill drivable par four that is guarded by bunkers and the green is tiny and skinny and even if you land it on there it's hard to keep it on so you either drive it into the bunkers and try to play from there or you'll see guys lay up to the left and try to hit a full or no, a full number in or like a, a bigger wedge in even if you do that there's no guarantee you're going to be able to hold it on the green some guys will blast it over the green and try to play in from the backside, which then you have these moguls uh, behind the green, which are all 
you're at the mercy of the mogul. Uh, so you could get a downhill lie there and try to, it, it's just, it's just really hard. It, it's not, uh, it's no guarantee three, even though it's only what, 275 yards, something like that. And you and we've seen guys make like sixes and sevens there because you can go bunker over the green, bunker over the green, bunker over the green, you can put it off the green. You can do a lot of things. Are you still enthusiastic about Cam, Cam Davis and Hayden Buckley at this event? I know they still have long-term uh, great upside. So uh, Buckley's been continuing to roll. I don't think we really need to dive into that too much. Let's do the, the deep dive into Cam Davis because I think that's probably a much more interesting conversation. You know, you get the narrative around um, the Aussie courses being kind of similar to this this uh, this course that we're going to get here at Riviera, coming off two straight missed cuts in which he's lost strokes with the ball uh, ball striking and has been horrible with the putter in both of those. Like this is troublesome. Um, now, am I willing to write this off completely? No, because he was absolutely smoking everything uh, until these two most recent missed cuts. If there was a spot where you would want to give Cam Davis a chance, I think it'd be here. And if he goes out and misses the cut and plays poorly this week, then we just kind of assess later down the road. So I will take a flyer on Cam Davis um, with the idea that it's certainly possible to, to burn me. Any guys you uh, above 9K that you like more in certain formats, single entry versus three max versus 20 max versus cash. Okay, so I guess we could do this a couple of different ways here. So um, this is the cheat sheet. Can I make this any bigger? I'm on my laptop, so it kind of looks smaller to me. Okay, so uh, anybody above 9K that you can be used in different formats. Well, let's go to the power rankings. Let's look at strokes gain distribution, and then let's just sort this by... Um, salary and we want the guys that have really high floors in cash games so for example uh guys that gain at least one stroke per round rob and rory do it 80 percent of the time then like scotty does it 66 percent of the time tony finau does it 63 patrick cantley does it 61 the rest of the guys are lower than that uh as far as upside goes that's where max homa enters the conversation so homa actually gains five or more strokes to the field as frequent as anybody except john Rahm. Homa does it 13% of the time. Rom does it 27% of the time in his last 36. That's that's insane. It's insane. The, the numbers on Rom are insane. So if you're looking for high upside versus uh, high floor, this tool right here, the strokes gain distribution, is like the absolute best place to find it. Cole says, can you tell me why this is a Thomas Dietrich week? Ooh. Why would this be a Thomas Dietrich week? Um, he's a good ball striker. He's been better around the greens. I mean, Thomas Dietrich is fine. I love Thomas Dietrich, but I'm not necessarily sure that this is a better spot for him than some other random spot, especially with the field strength that we're going to get this week. Um, I suspect you're going to get a Thomas Dietrich breakthrough at like Sanderson Farms, 3M, uh, John Deere, what rocket like one of these non elevated events where he's like in the top 15 of the betting odds how's your card looking this week okay so the bets that i placed before i um before i left vegas was just four of them very much near the top of the board i did something i've never done uh i bet john rom i watched john rom last week and it's disgusting how good he is without even having his best stuff and when you go to Riviera, I think it's a better spot off the T for him than TPC Scottsdale is. And I just 
for the first time in probably five years, bet somebody who is eight to one to win the golf tournament. Um, so my card is very top heavy. So it's Rom, JT, and Hideki Matsuyama. I bet Victor, as I told you guys, I do not um, necessarily count that as a like. I, I bet him every single week. I did walk nine holes with him today. Um, he looks flushed. That he, he's he's got it pretty dialed. Victor has got it dialed. Uh, it looks good. In the wind, he's able to bore the ball through the wind in ways that you and I and normal humans could only imagine. The other thing to consider, and I mentioned this because somebody might ask about prize picks in a second. Um, Victor has normally played off the tee on 15 down the 17th fairway to give you a better angle and to cut out the bunker that is the fairway bunker on 15. If you hit it in the fairway bunker on 15, it's a one stroke penalty, you're absolutely dead. So in past years to avoid that, he has played down 17 fairway, gotten a better angle and avoided that bunker. They have put a scoreboard up there. I have a picture of it. Um, I could tweet it out uh, where this scoreboard is to discourage. I don't even know if I can do this. This is this is probably bad production. Mina's going to hate me for this, but um, I'll just show the screen. Yeah, see that? So on the on the left-hand side of your screen is the fairway they want you to hit it down. Where that scoreboard is is where Victor wants to hit it. So depending on where they have the tees, he might not be able to go down 17. So just thoughts on that because I know we, I, I, we talked about it with um, the props and him kind of taking one fairway out of it, but he looks great. Which lineup construction will be more unique this week? Skipping the 10K range altogether or starting your lineup with two 10K guys? I think that skipping it altogether will be more unique. Hey, Rick, can you do a deep dive on Sam Ryder? Yeah, I actually um, kind of like Sam Ryder this week. We're starting to see Sam get a lot more consistent, right? And he is – who did we just talk about this? Patrick Rogers, where he is an approach player and he is a putter. Uh, you can see it. He's gained on approach in – eight of nine uh, while losing off the tee in most of those. And he's gained strokes with the putter in, what is that? Seven of eight. And he's lost strokes around the green in basically all of those. So he's kind of a two trick pony here. And when both of those go well, plus four on approach, plus six with the putter at Phoenix, you get a top 20 plus four on approach, plus two with the putter uh, at farmers, you get a T four there. Now that's only, three measure events, obviously, but you are, um, you're seeing a much more con consistent version of, uh, of, uh, Sam Ryder right now. He's got three top twenties in his last five starts. Have you been able to watch full swing yet? Yeah. So, uh, I was privy to a little bit of the, uh, of it in advance. I will, I guess I can say this now, right now that it's live. Okay. Uh, I, I I'm in a lot of episode five audio wise. So there's a lot of voiceover stuff, uh, that they pulled from things that I've done. And a lot of it tends to be in episode five. So the Fitzpatrick episode where uh, he's driving in the car or they're doing like stuff like B-roll stuff. Like there's a lot of Rick in it. So go, if you get, when you get to, when you get to episode five, you have, your ears have not deceived you. That's me. Uh, and it's pretty cool. So yes, I, I've seen, I've seen it and it's, it's very good. What do you think the ownership will be in one and done? I like GT as a whole. I like GT, but the whole industry loves him. Yeah. Okay. So let's just do this. So for those who are new to this, the way that we can do uh, projected ownership in one and done is we can go to officefootballpool.com. If you're in a pool there, they let you see the site-wide picks. The way it shapes up right now is that Max Home is going to be 22% owned, seemingly by far 
the highest owned golfer in one and done this week with Justin Thomas next at 12%, Victor Hovland nine, Tony Finau at eight. Sorry to slurp my coffee, but it's required. Are better ranked putters correlated with better ranked greener regulation or strokes gain approach due to locations of putt? Could this help weigh these categories as more important when running models for harder to hit greens? If I'm understanding your question correctly, the answer is not necessarily, right? So this is kind of what Hideki was doing for a long time, but I'm going to trade approach play for around the green play. Hideki was really good around the green statistically, but very bad with the putter. And you're like, well, how is that possible? You know, he's giving himself a better chance, but that's the point. So he would hit it closer with his chip shots than others, gain strokes around the green. Uh, say he would hit it to five feet when others would hit it to 10, and then he would miss those putts when his peers would make them. So it is not necessarily correlated. There is an argument to be made that in a given round or on a given hole, you know, guys who stuff it closer to the pin are not necessarily going to have the opportunity to earn more strokes with the putter. I get it, but over time, I think that kind of figures itself out. Hey, Rick, great job for last week for CBS. Thank you. For a low price option, do you have any thoughts on Fratelli? Finished decently last week and also had a good week at Riv last year. Yes. So the other thing about him is he's a bomber i love people it's like sneaky long i don't know what his driving distance numbers are but if you get out there the dude moves it let's see his numbers are yeah 65th in club head speed uh 36th in driving accuracy on all drives uh so he can absolutely move it gained across the board last week which is a little bit exciting the wd at pebble i have no idea what happened but he lost 11 and a half strokes to the field but we got a quick bounce back a week later so i wouldn't read too much into it and what happened to what happens at these three course rotate? Does he hate three course rotations? He lost 11 and a half at Pebble, 9.6 at the American Express. Otherwise, he's been pretty good. Very well rounded last week. And let's see what that you, you said it was a good finish. Not that I don't trust you. Let's see what it was. T26. Okay. It was fine. Next up. Who are your two favorites between 7,300 and 78? Okay. So. 78 is Sahith Wyndham. Uh, 73 is Norin Post and Tiger Hoagie Fleetwood. Uh, it might honestly be Sahith and Wyndham. So Wyndham, Wyndham Clark is about as good of a flyer as you can get, I think. Um, he hits it far. He's savvy around the greens. He is just a little bit... Uh, worse, I would say. He's like a worse version of Cam Young, but he's been playing better than Cam Young has been playing. Hasn't missed a cut since Vegas. Has three top 10s or three top 20s in his last five starts. He's got a bunch of top 25s this year. Drives it long. Held his head up with... Um, I watched him last week. I walked with that group. I think it was Scheffler and Rom, Or maybe it was... Might have been Scheffler and Rom. It might have been Speed. One of those guys. It was a big group. He was like the odd man out of a big group. He played well. He's very good around the greens. Look at what he's done here in the past. He's got two or three decent finishes. T8 in 2021, T17 in 2020. Got disqualified for signing a wrong scorecard last year. So he's up there. Sahith is up there. This is a way better spot for Sahith than TPC uh, Scottsdale is. There's a lot of room off the tees in most of these spots. Some of these holes, you can bang it left and get a free drop from, um, from like hospitality, or you can bang it 40 miles right. Other than those two, I would say... Uh, Norin, Norin's another guy that if you're not paying attention to the global game, Norin's been playing really good golf. He missed the cut last week at, uh, Phoenix. I don't want to bop him too much for that, but T5 in Abu Dhabi, 
runner up in Dubai, T4 in Houston. He's just been playing a lot better golf as of late. What do you think about the new shot tracker on the PGA Tour? I think it's terrible. Can you bring back the new one? Um, I think overall the PGA Tour, the new PGA Tour site and app are better. I think there's some things that I miss for sure. Uh, but overall, it's a more quality product. I will tell you that I was I've been out of the golf, I've been out at a lot of events recently with Tory and uh Phoenix, and obviously this week, it's a lot faster. Like they are getting, I'm watching the ball go in the cup and it's getting to the app like within 30 seconds or something, which I think before it would have been minutes. Um, so it is a lot faster. There are things I don't like. I don't, I don't, I think it's harder to get to the shot tracker on the web. Now I want to go back to the old, old shot tracker, which was just a list of everybody. And it would show you a, a progress bar for the entire hole. And if, you know, two thirds of it was drive, it would say drive fairway. And then it would like show you each one. Google it. Sick. Did we find out why Zaltors didn't play last week? No. Uh, can we do a deep dive on Stuart Sink? I know it's a strong field, but it feels like to me he belongs in the upper 6K range is the rest of that comment. Uh, I'm, I've got, I don't have two monitors. Um, this is not particularly great. So the best part about Sink when he was going well was the driver and he was hitting it longer. Remember, we were like, oh my God, he's so old and he's still driving it well. This was it right here. He's not really doing that anymore. And he is a huge liability on the putting surfaces like huge liability on the putting surfaces. Minus seven and a half last week in Phoenix, minus four in Houston, minus 4.8 in Memphis. Like he's lost four or more in almost half of his starts as of late. And it's really volatile on the ball. I don't, I don't particularly like this. What do you think about using Rory in one and done as someone who's already in the top 30? Yep, do it. If you're already in the top 30, um, Take a favorite. Also, like change your, there's this mindset that a lot, like I'm getting a lot of questions about like, oh, when should I use my best players? Now, right? Travelers and uh, Phoenix and Riv and Memorial, those are going to be larger purses than the majors are, right? So you're, the guys you're using the major championship should be like your 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th best options. Go from there. Can we see a head-to-head -head for Thomas versus Cantley last 36, hoping Cantley makes the cut so Andy can get some points? No, 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 no. Listen, we don't have to, we don't have to like pity, pity point him. You know, if he's getting his butt whooped, that's fine. He beat me in season one. I beat him in season two, and now I'm whooping him in season three. But there is a lot of golf to be played. Uh, and there's a lot of money on the line. So no, we don't need to root for that. Who is it? Cantley versus Justin Thomas in the last. 36 rounds. This is the head-to-head -head matchup tool. It is um, allows you to put any number of rounds in and then put any two golfers against one another and kind of see how they pair out. I've got Cantlay winning this 64% of the time. Yeah, so Cantlay is better than JT in gaining strokes per round, gaining one or more, two or more, three or more, and five or more. The only thing that JT nips him at is four or more. So I think that makes sense, right? People are trying to buy JT on this upswing as opposed to Cantlay, who's been much more much more solid. So that actually passes the, the sniff test as well. Someone that you've cooled on and someone that you're higher on as the week progresses, you should probably not take me seriously when I say anything about Victor, but I just walked nine holes with him and he flushed everything. And uh, that was fun. So maybe, maybe him is someone that I've certainly gotten higher on as the week goes on. Um, someone that I've cooled on, That's a good question. I think probably um, Tony Finau. 
being the highest owned of the of the 9K range when there are so many good guys in the 9K range like Homa and Sungjae and Sam Burns and Colin, like I don't need – I don't think that Sungjae – or I don't think the turning feet out twice is likely to have a, a better week than Sungjae M is, which is kind of what the ownership is is bearing itself out. Who do you think is the most over-owned and under-owned players in the field? Also favorite moment from full swing? All right, so I'll just – this is not a spoiler alert, and it's obviously – it's my favorite moment. There, so in episode five – um, there is a clip of Matt Fitzpatrick driving to, I think he's driving to the golf course to the final round of the U S open, or he's driving home and they made it seem like he's listening to the first cut and my voice in the car. And it's like me being like, Oh, Matt Fitzpatrick and Will Zaldor at the top of the board. Like no, no wins on the PGA tour, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm doing like this a- analysis and it, they made it seem like he's listening to it, which I can assure you he is not. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Otherwise there is a, at the very end in episode eight, there's a Rory McIlroy moment where um, I'm sure it'll be memes to death, but where they're all getting massages. I won't, I won't spoil the bit for you, but there's, there's, there's some really good stuff. Uh, most over-owned and most under-owned. Um, I actually think this is kind of fair. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll continue on the Finau path, right? Just because he's the ends up being the highest owned in the 9K range. Under-owned would probably be somebody like, I mean, Jason Day. Jason Day at 10%, lowest owned of the 8K range while playing some of the best golf of his life. Getting to putt on Poa, very fast Poa, by the way, very fast Poa, fastest Poa on on tour. The stuff was lightning this morning. Um, this is a question from Scott in regards to Matt Fitzpatrick and an outright number, and also being curious about his neck. So he's kind of been nursing that uh, that neck injury a little bit. So I. Don't have any insight on the neck, but based on the numbers and based on what he told us, I think there's still something there. Uh, you know, the neck he told us he couldn't go at balls full full throttle. These, these are his quotes, right? You can go back and read the transcript that he wasn't 100%, and that um, that's obviously going to show up a lot more in the full swing. And you're seeing after gaining off the tee in basically every event of 2022. It's been a very, very slow start to 2023 as he's been dealing with these injuries. And the same thing goes for approach play. So you would think that the neck would not be as impactful in the short game categories. And we haven't seen much change there. So I will likely take a more cautious wait and see approach on Matt Fitzpatrick moving forward. Um, I've I've answered a couple of these questions already, which is already good because I'm getting back to being caught up in all that stuff. So I've answered questions about Dietrich and Patrick Rogers. And what does this one say? Hey, Rick, thanks for, or pump for this week. Sorry. Uh, MGM is a top 40 bet for Rory. Rom, Scheffler at minus 165. Is is there a way for you to calculate odds on this? Seems like value. Um, I have my laptop, so I'm not like in a position to be doing this right now, but go see, I'm assuming this is like, like all three of them to finish inside the top 40. Go look at what their individual top 40s are plug them into a parlay calculator, see what that number should be and see if it's anything close to this. Um, you could also go to the tournament predictor and I don't think I have top 40 numbers in there, but you could get a feel for it off the top 20 numbers. Top two between Stallings, List, Vegas, and Ryder. Ryder and... Yikes. Stallings? I Maybe Vegas. I'm not... Um, I don't like Vegas at this place. 
He's not very good on. Uh, he's not very good around the greens. He's not very good on Poa. I know he's been striking it well. I think this is a different golf course than the ones that he's had success on this year. So I'll go Ryder Stallings. Finau, Homa, or Matsuyama for one and done. Depends on your position. If you're front running, Homa's fine. If you want to make up ground, Matsuyama's probably a better option. Thought th- thoughts thoughts on Scotty this week as one main stud. Yeah, I mean, listen, I sent this out in uh, the Run Good Rundown. It's an email that I send out every single week. You should subscribe to it. It's uh, there's a link in the description. Get there, RickRunGood.com/newsletter. So what I did in that newsletter is I just kind of like took his last twelve months and just scrambled his results. You know, they were no longer in chronological order. And for me, it's just always the same. He's going to gain you eight to 12 strokes from T to green. And he's going to probably be pretty good around the greens. And then if he gains two or more strokes with the putter, he's probably going to win, right? Like it is, it is a very, very simple blueprint. So the way that I, when I, and I followed these guys a lot last week, Rom and Shuffler both, they were in the final group. I think I saw every shot they hit on Sunday. Um, Rom did not have his best stuff. It was clear. And he was still able to make things happen. Scheffler didn't have his best stuff either, but he was never out of control. He had like his average stuff. He was just like, yeah, like I'm just out here hitting shots. Like I never did anything spectacular. I never did anything great. I'm just out here playing to my averages, which is absolutely terrifying for both of them. Uh, what is your wife's pick? Not named Adam Scott this week. So it's actually fun. She's, this is Rabbit. She's in the same room. So I'm just going to turn to her. Uh, she's waving. Do you want to give a pick? So she said the word see more, which is horrible. She is trying to coin, she's trying to coin a nickname for Colin Morikawa, and she called him Seymour. Yeah. Tough scene. Um, thoughts on Homer this week? Yeah. So Donald, Donald, you nailed it. He says he's been great in his last three starts here, and he's King of California. He's also just like very, very good, right? Like he didn't, he didn't finish well at uh in phoenix but he was good for what a round or two really tough field things got away from him so his last 36 like okay so it's like 34 really great rounds um yeah i think he's fine i think he's pricing i think he's i actually think he's pricing a place where um it's kind of a little difficult to get to him and which is why i think finau is getting a lot of love here because you could just like for cheaper you could get seymour or you could get sam burns or patrick cantley or victor hovland or you could go up and get guys that i think are clearly in a different class justin thomas rory mcelroy xander shoffley so it is kind of an awkward price for him other than that like but pricing aside i think he's i think he's i think he's great which player is not rating out well in your custom model that you're going to play in dfs anyway and rating out well that you're going to fade okay let me try to do this real quick i'm on my laptop um, I saved my model from earlier this week. It looks like this custom model, rickrungood.com. Very, very powerful. Go use it. So, um, mine was pretty top heavy. So I will play, um, I will probably play more Scotty than this model says. So Scotty ranked sixth for me. I will probably play more of him than some of these other guys. And then, um kh lee ranked 11th for me i will probably not play much kh lee uh i'll play more Wyndham clark i'll probably play more tommy fleetwood i'll probably play more adrian moronk um but i think that answers your question that's a pretty good question i have not seen zal today i don't know if he had i could look it up i thought he had an afternoon 
pro-am tea time, but I did not necessarily see. I really only followed um, – I saw Tiger. I saw Rory play some holes, and I saw Victor play some holes. But do I have this handy? Salatoris was a – He didn't have a he didn't have a pro MT time. Is that concerning? Is that concerning that Zaltor didn't have a I mean when guys like Brian Harmon do? Am I missing him? No, he did not have a pro MT time. I don't know if that means anything. I really don't. Don't read into that. I did not see him today. Um for one and done purposes as of today, who are three golfers you would most like to use at Sawgrass? Uh, well, actually, we could just like, I mean, we could just spend a second doing this. So go to, I mean, this field is basically going to be the same exact field that goes to Sawgrass, right? So let's just do TPC Sawgrass, best guys at TPC Sawgrass in the last five years. Find a guy at the top. Um, JT would be fine. Uh, go back a little further. I bet you Rory gets his name on this list at some point. I would probably say your three obvious ones are JT, Rom, and Rory. Although Rory's missed a cut twice since last four. Why are we doing? Why are we? Why are we doing TPC Sawgrass stuff? Uh, I have answered some of these, so I'm going to continue. Unrelated to this week, just curious if you could bring back one live golfer to the PGA Tour, who would it be? Of two minds on this, I think like DJ or Cam. But Bryson was fun to watch and fun to see what he did. Uh, heard a lot of top guys, but Xander seems to be the one left out. Poor off, uh, poor around the green set. We use ARG, Eric. Don't use ATG. Good history and playing well. Um, yeah, you just have to split hairs. Xander was the guy that was out for me too. It's, it's nothing against him. It's just tough. Any weather concerns to fire up for Morikawa? So this, I think this goes to the wind conversation. I believe this wind is going to be dying down uh, this afternoon. And then I didn't see much in the forecast for this week, but uh, so probably not. Considering many players will be missing fairways, who are the best players at approach from the rough? Probably 150 to 200. Ugh. I don't necessarily agree with your uh, rationale here, but I will just show you the answer to your question. It's your question. It's not. It's not my question. So, one fifty uh, to two hundred. So that's two different categories on the PGA on the PGA Tour. So can I do them both? Yeah. All right. So here you go to the Holy Grail. Go to the stats. Go look this up. Sort by rank. Or actually, I guess what we could do is sort by salary because I have two of them that are that are locked and loaded here. Um, Colin is third and second. Uh, Cantlay is tenth, but then he's one forty eighth. That's why this is a, a problem. Um, Jordan Spieth is forty second and thirty third. Hideki is twenty ninth and thirtieth. Corey Connors is thirteenth and thirty first. This is why these are a problem because Tommy Fleetwood is second and then 174th. Henley is 27th and 5th. I don't necessarily agree with the rationale or the use of that, but that is the answer to your question. Are you going to have any action on Ricky? No, probably not. Not because I think anything sour. I just haven't seen much reason to get in there. If I'm at the top of the one and done, how should I change my strategy? You should be front running, um, which means – 
taking popular guys near the top of the betting board. You don't need to mix it up. You're just kind of letting the betting board dictate. Blink twice if you got kidnapped. That was three times, I think, by accident. Thoughts on Cam Young this week? Yeah, I'm probably more sour on Cam Young than most. I, I realize the, the runner-up finish at um, the Saudi International was great. I'm just a little bit more concerned about this longer-term stat profile that we're seeing from him, which is very different than the stat profile that we were seeing last year. He is not nearly as strong off the tee, still very good, but he used to be the rare combination of bomb it off the tee, be really savvy, have a lot of touch around the greens and on the greens. We're not seeing that right now. He lost five putting in Phoenix, lost seven and a half uh, uh, in short game in total. He lost big at the American Express. That was only two measured rounds. He lost at the Tournament of Champions. He lost at the CJ Cup. He lost at the Tour Championship. So he's lost in the short game categories in five straight. Go back and look. That would be rare. So it's just I'm not as bullish as I, as I normally would be. Speaking of which, we have a jock market power hour tonight. Jock market is stock market DFS plus they just added prop pickums. They don't have golf yet, but they'll have it soon, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. That's at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Go over there and support those guys and download the app. Use the code Rick. There's a link in the description. Get your stuff. The fact that like they let me do this stuff so that I can go out to the golf courses, right? And I can bring you, th- I can do this for you so we can do this for them. So go get your stock market DFS, get your picks pickums in, and go use the code Rick. There's a link in the description. Just, just get your match. Support, support, support. In a league where you can start four golfers a week, play them three times all year. Why are you in this league? With an elevated event, who would you start this week? Thinking Rory, JT, Homa, Scott. So then you can only use those guys two more times? Uh, sure. I don't, I'm not sure I understand that, but that's fine. Seems like ownership was flat at the top last week. Do you just pick your guys or still leverage ownership? If it's flat, just pick your guys. Can we do deep dives on best first round leader? Uh, Yeah. So the way that I would do that is a couple of things. I would do this. I would go to the power rankings. I would go to strokes gain total five plus, and I would find the guys that gain the most, uh, gain five strokes most frequently uh, because you're probably going to need to gain five or six strokes on the field to be your first round leader. So in the last, let's do last 50 rounds, right? That feels a little bit probably a little bit better. Make sure we throw in the Asian tour round. We can even throw, I guess there's no live guys in this field. Uh, Rom, Rory, no surprise. Taylor Montgomery's up there as well, although he's cooled off a little bit. Tony Finau, Adam Scott would kind of be interesting. And then you get like the flyers, Moronk or Mark Hubbard, Tom Kim. It it depends on what you want to do. I know for most first round leaders, people want like a hundred to one or 80 to one. So you're not going to get that on Rom or Rory, Um, but you might get double their, you might get double their outright odds for them to be leaders after the first round. The other thing that you could do is you could go to strokes gained by round. You could go since the start of 2021, everybody in this field in round one. And then you could say, oh, John Rom. Taylor Montgomery, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley. Here's Thomas Dietrich, 21 rounds, gaining 1.6 with a little bit of upside. Russell Henley's another one. Yeah, Henley's kind of interesting. Showed up on, uh, he's a great ball striker. Showed up on that, um, God, what was it? The buckets, which I don't really agree with, but he's also kind of a high upside first round leader guy. Uh, there's a super chat here. I can't find the super chat, but thank you for it. It says one and done started at the Sony open. I'm in the cellar and coming off a miscut with Morikawa. Am I being too cute picking Adam Scott? No, 
I think it's fine. I think Scott is probably the last guy in the field that I would use, right? So when you're talking about who to use and want it done and how far down the board to go, Adam Scott's probably the last one. Runner up the Australian Open, played well at the Sony Open, um, did everything but putt at the Tournament of Champions, but he's been a better putter since that recently. We know he's got the great history here, including the win. I, I He is the last guy in the field. If you went one spot further, I would say you are being too cute. Um, I'm not going to run this, but I like Hostler over Horschel. Chalk Finau always makes me nervous. Would his current form and history warrant a play or a pivot? I would say uh, play Sung Jay instead, but that's me. Who you're, uh, I don't know. Well, here's what I'll do. It says, who are your two favorite cash guys on DK in the 7K range? I don't play cash, but here's what I'll do. Like if we want to try to battle this in a statistical way, um, sort by salary in the strokes gained distribution go down to the 7k range and find guys that gain two or more strokes to the field so that would be montgomery hadwin Harmon, keegan Wyndham clark those would be five to target oh boy i know i'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here but i need a scrub to complete my lineup tway hadley or adam long yeah, you are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, can I look up Hadley real quick? Because I thought he was playing a hair better as of late. Am I making that up? Eh, kind of. T23 in Phoenix. Maybe that's what I – he gained eight strokes. Holy crap, with the putter. That's He gained more strokes with the putter than he did – oh, my God. He lost 3.7 from T to green. Kevin Tway. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's not good, but it's a little bit better. Four out of the last five cuts made. When he plays well, he can drive it well, which is nice. Who is the other one? Adam Long. Oh, boy. Um, Tway. It's horrible. I've answered a couple of these. Longest off the tee in the 7K range and also a good fit. All right, so watch this, guys. Watch this got to be savvy here so you go to the you go to the cheat sheet you go to the 7k range you sort by distance what we're going to do is we're going to find distance but we're also going to find someone who plays well around the green <gasps> Wyndham clark second longest in the 7k range one of the best around the green taylor montgomery kurt kitayama um and i would draw the line at like lucas herbert patrick rogers uh for one and done, <laughs> thought it was Victor, but can he really win or is he more of a T7 candidate? I will say this. He can win. He's going to win. I will say, someone keep track of this for me. Victor will win one of his next six events. I think he's really close. I think he's really, really close. Seriously. Uh, yes, I agree with this. Rick Gaiman for best supporting actor in a documentary. I, I nailed it. I think I have I think I have 60 total seconds of screen time over eight hours. So and it's not even screen time, it's audio time. But yes, I agree. I I okay, so this worked well for me last week. So I'll try to run it back. I do not get the Lowry love. Uh I I bet I had a pretty big position on Terrell Hatton over Shane Lowry last week that did not even remotely give me a sweat. This is not good. 
Um, you know, he has not been he has not been doing the things that he did so well last year, and it's all since the BMW uh, PGA Championship win, which is kind of no surprise. He's lost the ball striking. The putter's been horrendous. The around the green play, which has even been super savvy for him, no good. So this is this is bad. I don't get the Lowry stuff um, until I see otherwise. Uh, Buckley, Herbert, or Norin for last spot in? Buckley, I think is the answer. This is this is just a way to get me to to get clipped later. So golfer over nine k that you see missing the cut. Just be, let's just be clear here. This is like by far the best field that we've had. Uh, all the guys over nine k are awesome. I think the if you made me choose, um. God, this is brutal. Uh, I mean, Xander doesn't miss cuts. Like a bad week for Z- I, I will say like Burns. I think he's more volatile than most, and he's missed the cut a couple times around here. I like him, but I think that that's probably the realistic answer. This just says, hi, Rick. Hello. Um, so your first round leader should probably come out of the morning wave, especially on this POA. Uh, talked a lot about this with a couple guys today. This, uh, POA in general buds throughout the day and gets worse uh, and harder to putt on. This is so fast. And if you're on the wrong side of it, you're in big trouble. Plus it's budding. Plus the foot traffic that you get all morning. Like those afternoon greens are going to be tough. So I think your first round leader comes out of the morning. Wait, especially often. I think that especially here, I'm in my first one and done. How high of a ranked golfer should I snag this week? As high as you want. As high as you want. Hey, Rick, you were the man at WM last week. Thank you. Can you believe Tyra's only played 10, 10 times since the COVID restart? What would you set the make the miss money line on him? Um, I think he is minus 150 to miss the cut. I just think this field's so deep. Who knows what the state of his game is? Who knows? Uh, he looked okay. It was it was pretty jarring to watch him this morning. And I know, uh, okay, it was freezing. I don't think cold conditions for Tiger are particularly great. We know that. But the jarring, the jarring contrast of going from watching Tiger play a couple of holes to watching Rory play a couple of holes to watching Victor play a couple of holes was like absolutely crazy. Okay. Like Tiger looks fine. Like I'd love Tiger's game right now, but... This is some big boy stuff. What was the most obscure jersey you saw? Holy crap, there were so many. There was a LaShawn McCoy Eagles jersey. There was a Steve Largent Seahawks jersey. There was a guy who had Sung JM's face on his shirt. Um, we kind of joked we should be we should be playing um jersey bingo. There were so many. Hey Rick, I'm a subscriber to Rick Run Good. Thank you. Can you please demonstrate how I can find a first round leader? Uh yes, I did that about 10 minutes ago. Go back. Adrian Moronk is number one on Poe in this field, or am I looking at something wrong? I imagine that he has very, very few rounds. Uh, I think last time I looked it up, he had four, something like that. So you're probably not looking at it wrong. You're probably just seeing a very small sample size. Um, so I, I chatted a little bit about ownership, but here's what it looks like right now. And this will update. I actually just got a text about needing to update this. So this will update a little bit, but Rom and Rory about 21% in the 10K range with Scheffler and JT coming in at 14 and 13. Finau leads the way at 19 in the 9K range. Um, then you go down to the eights. Fitzpatrick catching a little bit of steam with Adam Scott. You go down to the sevens. Montgomery, 
basically three times some of his peers there. You go down to the 6K range, or Patrick Rogers at the seventh at $7,000 is 8%. Sam Ryder catching a little bit of steam in the mid sixes, and then that's about it. So pretty flat at the top. Everybody's getting Montgomery. Everybody's getting Rogers. Everybody's getting – who was that last guy I just mentioned? Ryder. Sorry. Thanks. Um, strength of field this week is like a three-something. They changed this, though. So that's not – like this would have been like 800 in the old system. This week it is a – 393 last week was 379 so this is a better field than last week last week was amazing so this is better zal torres is in um but if this was the old system it probably would have been like 800 or 850 i'm gonna skip a couple of these uh because i've answered a lot of them a lot of them are just like how what who should i use in one and done it's like you should use your big dogs especially if you're near the top of the board. And if you need to go deeper down like Adam Scott or um, Sung Jay would kind of be interesting or like Tom Kim, honestly. Thinking? Uh, no. Episode five, didn't that just drop today? They drop all of them at the same time. All episode, all, all eight episodes are out. So Cruise on over, JW, to episode five and open your ears up for your boy. Absolutely love the head to head tool, but I did use it last week to break a tie between Lauer and Taylor. Uh, yeah, that's great. You should. Is someone, is Seamus Power someone that can succeed here with his scrambling ability? Okay, we have not done a lot of Seamus Power conversation here, so let's do it. Let's do the Seamus Power conversation. T20 in Phoenix, where he technically gained across the board, but a lot of it was via the putter. Not necessarily a, a bad sign. He's a very good putter. Um, and he was better than that field. Like to, to gain strokes in that field across the board is pretty impressive. T15 at Pebble, which we only have the two measured rounds at. T20 in Abu Dhabi, which he ball strike the heck out of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty good golf. This is pretty good goal. I mean, this goes back to last fall as well, right? I mean, he ended his fall on a really good stretch. He didn't play well at the Tournament of Champions. Sheamus has been great. I don't mind this one single bit. Fire me. I think he's also very good. Is he very good on Poa? Am I making that up? I mean, he's a good putter in general. But Poa is actually his worst surface, but he's probably better on Poa than most people are. Um, I think YOLO and Keegan in one and done is a bit much yellowing but uh shouts to keegan like ball striking the heck out of it putting well and he doesn't even get the benefit of his zozo win which was a great field in those advanced metrics we only have like the 12 strokes that he gained in total so love keegan uh had a big position on him for top 20 last week i do think that um i think yellowing him and one and done is a little much I Zach follows up on Keegan about why his odds are so long. I just think it is the nature of this field. This field is absolutely is absolutely crazy. Um, currently first in a one and done. Go conservative or go big gun. You should be doing both. Go conservative with a big gun. They are not mutually exclusive. What does the rough R U F F look like? Asked Jeffrey. 
Um, well, we keep Oliver pretty high and tight, so there's not. <laughs> Do you like that? That's pretty good. Uh, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, it, it's there are spots obviously where that Kakuya rough wants to grab the club, but it it wasn't that bad. Um, you can kind of drive it without not without complete regard for accuracy because there are some spots that you need to be, but I saw a bunch of guys hitting shots out of the rough and it did not seem like much of a, uh, much of, much of an issue. Do you have any favorite candidates from the breakout tool? Ooh, I get to use the breakout tool. All right, hold on. I'm about to pull it up here real quick. So it's underneath the trends and what it does is it looks at, um, Basically, who's hot and who needs to put – wow, look at Victor up here. Look at Victor lurking. I, I mean, I am I am not a, a reliable narrator when it comes to Victor Hovland. I'm telling you, the stats look good. The course history looks good. The breakout candidate tool likes him. He's a flusher. The other one would be uh, Tom Kim. I think it's interesting. Scotty had all the lucky rolls last week. Give me an example of them. I would like to know. Mike says, can we do a deep dive on Callum Terran long off the tee? That's about all I got. Sure. Let's look. Um, he is generally a pretty all over the place golfer in terms of like, you're either going to get him when he clicks or not kind of in that um, Patrick Rogers, Sam Ryder realm. Oof, this is tough. Yeah. He's kind of lost it a little bit. Lost across the board in Phoenix. Lost mostly across the board at Pebble. Lost on approach at Farmers. That's a bit concerning because he's usually pretty good there. Um, it's a little bit concerning for me. You know, he finished he finished 2022 awesome, but I'm not sure he has found that yet in 2023. So probably take a pass, but I do I do like him. Are you still loving Moronk this week? He's getting a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, like when I do the analysis, Technically, in a vacuum, like I don't care about the attention that he's getting, right? Like I don't like the 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 point being that he is playing well globally. This is a global game. Now, does that translate to the PGA Tour? In his most recent start, the answer is no. He was very expensive at the Bermuda Championship, and he missed the cut. He was ten thousand three hundred dollars. Since then, he's finished seventh in Dubai. He won the Australian Open. He finished tenth in Abu Dhabi. He finished fourth in his last start in the World Tour. He won the Irish Open. So, like, he's got two wins in his last, like, 20 starts. So, I, I don't, like, in a vacuum, when you're looking at golf analysis, like, I don't really care if he's getting a lot of attention. Like, the facts are pretty much the facts here. It's just a question of whether or not he's going to be able to um, pull this off in a, in a massive PGA Tour event, which that's more narrative than it is anything else. Um, Jared says a thought in MME, you have to be very close to optimal to win regardless of ownership. That is not necessarily true in SE. The winning lineup may be further from optimal. So being contrarian may pay off more agree or disagree. I, I think I agree. I agree with that sentiment, but, um, the winning lineups are not really that close to optimal lineups. Uh, oftentimes the winning lineups are not within the top two or 300 of most optimal lineups that you could have built. Um, every week when I release the optimal on my newsletter, it's like, I think two weeks ago, it was like 46,000. Like th there were probably would have been a thousand lineups that would have been, um, between the winning lineup and the optimal lineups. But I, I agree with the thought. How much do you weigh stats versus gut feeling, buddy? You are on a golf data 
YouTube channel. What what do you think? But I have started to try, especially the more I watch golf uh, in person, the more it leaks into it. I mean, it's just so different out there. It's so different right there. Best Tiger bet this week to miss the cut. Rank these chocolates in order of deliciousness. Snickers, Reese's, Pieces, M&M's, Hershey's. Oof. Hershey's, Snickers, Reese's, Pieces, M&M's definitively. JT, Rory, Tiger, the first group can only be a negative. Thoughts? Mm, they play together all the time. Can you bring back identifying which tournaments they played in? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll do that. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized John Roms or one John Rom-sized duck? Have you seen John Rom? That would be a massive duck. I would take, yikes, um, one John Rom-sized duck. Go for the legs, right? If you could, if you could stop the duck from waddling, uh, I think that'd be pretty good. Best odds to make the cut: sixty four hundred dollars and under. I have Stuart Sink. I have. Let me see. Let me look at the list of guys who are $6,400 and under. Ooh, Shank. He's made three straight cuts. Two of them were top 25s. Oh, he's 6400 Oh, you said 64 Yeah, okay. Shank. Uh, I, well, there was like a follow-up question exactly about $6,400. So let's go with Shank again. Now, now we're just now we're just chatting in the chat. Uh, Seventy nine hundred dollars left. Who do you like? I would say Sahith or Wyndham. If you want to go further down and leave a little money on the table and get a little freaky, do Buckley. That's what I think. Jason Day only ten percent owned WTF. I kind of agree. Based on ownership projection, what appears to be the chalky build? Uh, one of Rom or Rory, then one of like uh, Homa or Finau or Cantlay or Hovland, then Adam Scott, Matt Fitzpatrick, Taylor Montgomery, and Sam Ryder. Seems like the most logical build. Uh I think Matt it says, how hurt do we think Matt McNeely really is? I think he, I think it's serious, and I think he's going to be out for a while. I think he's going to be out until the players, at least, is my boots on the ground. You hear things when you come to tournaments. You hear little rumors and speculation. You don't know how much of it's true, but I will say uh, he is out until at least the players. How was the red carpet event for the full swing? Jeez, I was hoping I was kind of like, what well, took so long for somebody to ask? Um <laughs> It was pretty cool. We got there kind of late because we were doing CBS stuff, but uh, it was cool. They did a great job. They had the red carpet and food and drinks and they had these concerts. We kind of left before that, but there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of players there. There were a lot of celebs there, um, if you like that kind of thing. So it was pretty cool. Can you rank Nick Taylor, Rogers, Herbert, Hostler, Moore? Could rank the whole field for you. Um I can't, obviously. I would go Rodgers, Taylor, Herbert, Hostler, Moore. I leave the money on the table. It says, do you leave money or do you spend it all? Leave it. Thoughts on Victor? Good thoughts. 
Last week's winning salary was the full 50K. Yes, that is true. The winning salary does not matter, right? Why would the winning, the winning salary just says, uh, this is what people put in. If people only put in lineups that were exactly 40,000, you would say the winning salary is 40,000. The optimal, the absolute best lineup you could have made was 49,400, which is much more important than what the actual winning salary was. If we were playing a three-man tournament and the winning salary was 25,000, I guess that's not possible, 30,000, you would not come here and say that 30,000 is the best way to build lineups. The optimal was 49-4. Scheffler, Taylor, Thomas, Hatton, Fowler, Fratelli. Uh, did they make a call re regarding on-course OB? Yeah, internal OB is not set up this week. I'm assuming you're talking between 15 and 17. It is, they put a scoreboard there. Uh, go back a little bit. I showed a picture of it. This is tough. 8,500 bucks who has absolutely no chance to win. 8,500 or up who has absolutely no chance to win. The, uh, God, this is going to hurt. The answer is, um, God. All right. I'm just going to say it, but then I'll have to defend it. Will Zalatoris. So I think Will is still very much working through the swing changes that he has had to kind of adopt a little bit. I'm showing you his stat profile so you can agree that the approach play has not been good since coming back because he's had to make a lot of changes. He's standing closer to the golf ball. He has to change the way his hips are working. Uh, he's, he, can, he can win, but I think it's a little too much to ask right now. And you can see it in the stats. He does not look like himself. I'm going to go through a couple of these. Uh, I'm almost caught up. We've gotten through a lot, which is good. Tour championship is included in the one and done league that I'm in. Save ROM for that. Get clarification on what the scoring is. Are you going to use bonuses? So someone's going to get like 20 mil. Whoever wins the tour championship is just going to win the one and done. Get a clarification. Some one and dones will say, okay, the tour championship is included, but we're only going to do 20% of the purse or something like that. Uh, if that's the case, yeah. No, you should save Rory. Rory's just been a killer at Eastlake. But find you need we need to get some clarification on what that is. We do not need to send in comments multiple times. Uh, because I'm going in an order. And that just makes it harder to do. Uh so I'm in a bunch of different one and dones. I've chosen Justin Thomas in probably half of them. I've chose uh, I've chosen John Rahm, I believe, in one. And then I think I have uh, actually I have more Cow in one, but mostly Justin Thomas. Uh, in Holy Grail, what is the historic name for this event? Only getting the Genesis Invitation. You should just be able to search by the current name, but you could look for Genesis open, but I thought I had it set up where you could just need the current name. How can I save my player pool in the custom model? Ah, yeah. So I'll fix that for you. Do you have kids, wife? I feel like I listen to you so much, but almost know nothing personally about you. I don't know. Is that true? My wife's right there. She's the second half of rickrungood.com. She's my business partner. There she is. She's right there. <laughs> 
Uh, we do not have kids. We have a dog. His name is Oliver. Haven't seen the coach lately. I saw a coach in uh, Phoenix. He's doing well. Yeah, they've just got him working hard for football and NFL, and they're crushing it with early edge. So uh, we'll we'll figure it out in the future. But it, there's been a lot. LOL, skip my question. Yeah, you can't answer them all. Don't get upset. Chris gave $5. Thank you, Chris. Uh, oh, wait. Chris, Chris, I think, had a comment. Fratelli course history. I think it's two. I think it's two top thirties and two missed cuts. Let me find out here. Genesis. Whoops. Yeah, two T twenty eight, T twenty six, two missed cuts. We are almost at the end of questions. Uh, do you have any hobbies other than golf? Not really. <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it. So here's what's going to happen. Are we going to do the other show after this? What show? We're on good props. Oh, uh, can we take a break? I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to take a break. Our is hungry. So um, we're going to do a run good prop show. So if you haven't seen that, it's we're going to go through the props dashboard. We'll do that at some point this afternoon. We'll get to it in a second. Um, Thanks for the patience while we're on the road. Obviously, I think being at Riv and being on the road offers a unique perspe uh, perspective and allows to talk to players and caddies and give stuff. And I know it's a little bit weird when we have to like change times and I'm not coming to you with all my resources, but hopefully this is very well received. Probably won't be doing any travel uh, for a while as they go to Florida and everything like that. But um, much appreciated to everybody. Go sign up for rickrungood.com. Go sign up for the newsletter. Go inject some data into your life. Goodbye.